Story on the Go, episode 7. In today's episode, we dive into the story of Amantas Levanavicius. Amantas came onto my radar when we met in the bar and just hit off a casual conversation talking about a variety of topics, one of the main ones being about work and aspiration. He's, in my opinion, a person with one of the coolest jobs one can have. As if there wasn't enough, he also excelled in the field. A lot of his success was achieved by hard work, yet Amantas himself says the amount of hours he puts into work would not be possible to achieve if he wasn't passionate about it. As for his job, he is a cybersecurity specialist, which means that if you're ever being threatened by hackers on personal or professional level, Elmantas is the person you want to give a call. The location of a podcast is a small cafe in the city center of Copenhagen, in a place called Pisserenden number no. 8. First time I entered this place was three months ago, when my friend was visiting Copenhagen and we wanted to have some tea in a nice rainy weather. When I entered the place, the atmosphere hit me immediately. Besides having a nice tunes playing in the background and a pleasant employees to interact with, sitting on a low chair or a cushion on the ground is something I just love. Besides a huge variety of tea you can choose from which caught my attention, they also serve amazing brunches and I'm just sucker for those. For me, one of the biggest highlights of the place must be definitely a TV placed into the window on which you can play Mario on an old Nintendo like when you were younger. These small details are in my opinion what creates a truly great place to hang out. Hi Mantas, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Uh, so, you work in a cyber security mm-hmm. at the very moment. Could you go all the way back when does it start? Because I remember you telling me when I asked you for the first time that it was all the way when you used to play games, Runscape and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, could you go as back as you can and just tell us all the steps you've gone through? So, that goes back to, whew, I'd say when I was 10 years old or 11 years old. Uh, used to play games and it was like, always intrigued of like how you can manipulate certain things so, mm-hmm. so, so let's say in runescape you have a character and you're finding ways to exploit that character because for me i was a lazy person who didn't want to click about and continue leveling my uh strength level mm-hmm. or whatever and i just wanted to get the fastest way so it's always like how to cheat on runescape and yeah, stuff yeah. like this you download a bunch of uh crappy files and then you get a crap ton of viruses and then you're like well that didn't work Mm -hmm. i have to learn how to do it myself so then i start like dabbling in uh, programming and whatnot so like making macros and stuff like this like uh small scripts Mm -hmm. for uh, runescape so it would automatically do stuff for me so like the boring stuff so mining and stuff like this so that caught on to me. I was like, whoa, I can make my computer do all this stuff without me even sitting there. And I was like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Fast forward after uh, college, I was I was uh, working during the summer, or sorry, fast forward uh, high school. I was working at a bakery for the summer. I was just saving up money and stuff like this. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know what university I was going to go to or stuff like this. And I had applied to uh, Kia. Uh, Very recently, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pick a random country. So Mm -hmm. spin that globe. Bum. Could have been anywhere. Like could have been the middle of the ocean. Could have been the States. No, Mm -hmm. Denmark. Nice. So that was nice. Uh, It didn't fly far. No, exactly. It's like what two hour flight or something like that. And it's it's one of those stories you tell people and it's like, yeah, that's cringy, bro. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I know, but it's like when you're lost and you're 18, 19, you're just like, all right, 
time to change things up a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stay in Ireland. And bam, after the summer, uh, I think a week before my flight, like I got accepted and stuff like this, and I booked the fight, flights were right after, and I didn't have a place to stay. So when you were coming to Copenhagen, yeah, all right. So in those, in that matter of uh, of a week, I had messaged Kia and stuff like this to get housing, and lo and behold, the day I land, uh, I go to the office and they give me the keys to the dorm, and I was like, ah, this is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually go to college, you're like okay everybody's in a pretty crappy position people are living in hostels and stuff like this so i was like okay thank god i actually uh got so lucky and it's like i took it for way too granted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then uh, a couple of months went by and it was like um really really broke and in debt and hadn't paid rent for three months and stuff like this and i finally got my first job at uh, the dubliner uh the bar i worked at and after the first two months, that's when I finally got my SU sorted and all this sort of stuff. So I immediately put all my money into paying off rent and then buying an extra month. So I had a place to stay mm -hmm. and it was mm -hmm. literally on the final day. I was, I had to basically beg uh, the housing department for like please let me stay please give me another day and stuff like this and then bam on the last day i get everything pay everything off and history after that so after Sounds the awesome man <laughs> yeah it was very very tight so to say but you learn from those sort of things and you can only grow as an individual you realize like okay don't let this happen uh work your ass off to get some sort of like protection to fall back on and stuff like this mm -hmm. so that you know your boundaries and not always be living from paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. so it taught me to like okay save up and have a nice fallback plan okay so skip forward um, I think it's a year and a half or something while I'm studying and I realized that this programming stuff that I'm enrolled in is not uh, tickling me the right way mm -hmm. so I'm just like right Let's see what else is out there. So I had this one class with uh, one of my lecturers called Alex, and he introduced me to like uh, development operations and stuff like this. So it's like cloud magic stuff. And I quickly realized that I was pretty good at this. And I was like, okay, this is something that I actually enjoy. And it's like just, building machines uh, from scratch and like deploying uh, different things so you know how to construct a different architecture and all this sort of stuff or mm. sorry construct a different infrastructure and stuff like this and then i dabbled in security at that point i was like okay if i'm building all these things how do i make it secure because like mm -hmm. in the news you hear of like uh companies leaking out uh crap ton of data through uh, databases and stuff like this like hundreds of millions of uh, credit cards being um, uh, sold on the dark web and whatnot and like yeah how do I prevent this and like start delving into that more mm -hmm. so I spent that summer uh, working and as soon as I finish work or even before work I would go study about security like just get everything that's 
I can get my hands on about security. I was just like curious, like nitpicking, like, ooh, this looks interesting, this looks interesting. So I had an overall picture of what security is. And then I quit my job uh, at the Dubliner and got a job at uh, Vio, which is a AI uh, football recognition uh, company. So basically you have a camera mm -hmm. with uh, two 4K cameras in it and it has a 180 view of the football field or like 270 degree uh, view of the football field and you just set it up in the middle of the field and it records the, the entire match so it avoids uh, paying for a cameraman to be there at a specific time and then having to if he misses something or whatnot, you can't see the entire field and all this sort of thing. So it solves a bunch of issues like that. It's also good for coaches to see how individual players are playing and stuff like this. But anyway, mm -hmm. so yeah, I worked at that company uh, under Jesper, uh, who is a really cool dude. And he taught me a lot, a lot of stuff. And I was basically in charge of uh, infrastructure there mm. and like student helper sort of stuff. So. I got some practical experience there, and after a year, I was like, Jesper, do you know anyone that's like in the security field or anything like this? So he's like, Yeah, I, I know this guy from a while back. We did some hacking at an airport uh, <laughs> nice. uh, some time back, and he's like, You should give him and uh, send him an email. So uh, I e emailed this guy, and um, it so happens that they were running a academy program uh, for the company. And I was like, oh, I'm super interested in like security. Jesper said that you might have something. And he's like, yeah, uh, come in for a quick talk and we'll see how it goes. So I'm like super nervous. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what this position is. And I come in, it's like, get sat down, get introduced by uh, Rune and uh, Claudio and I have this uh, interview and turns out I don't know that much uh, about security but uh, what I had was motivation and I had like the basis for uh, computer science and also for security in some mm -hmm. some respects so I knew something and after that uh, he handed me a book it was like it was like an hour and a half interview or whatnot and I was like sweating super hard. I didn't know a lot of questions. And I was like, I don't know, but I will find out. That's mm -hmm. for damn sure. Uh, so yeah, I sat down with Runa outside in the sun and he hands me this book and he's like, you should probably read this and get to know it as if it's the Bible. And he hands me this uh, web hacking book and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. And he said, well, we'll get in touch with you once we see uh, the actual people that we have lined up and all this sort of stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, lo and behold, two months later, I had like nearly given up hope. Uh, I get a phone call uh, and it's like, oh, can, can you um, can you check your email? I just sent you a contract if you're interested. And I was like, well, that's a nice turn of uh, events. Uh, and I quickly signed that and it was like, yeah, you, I'm starting next month and stuff like this. And it was just like a super great feeling because I had finally broken in, into the field that I actually wanted to do. 
Meanwhile, I was still doing obviously my studies at the same time, and I had just signed up for a full a full time position. So I was basically handling um, work in one hand and then also uh, studies. So it was a bit difficult, but I got through it in the end and then graduated in January. But leading up in those two months, I basically ramped up my studies and stuff like this and just learned as much as I can in preparation for if I get the job and it paid off luckily mm -hmm. and then after that it's uh, it's a slow progression in terms of learning uh, at, at first it was very steep because there's a lot of stuff to know and then it sort evens out at some point until you pick a new specialty and then you delve into that a lot more so you have like incident response and you have uh, cloud, you have web hacking, you have hardware hacking, you have red teaming, purple teaming, so like breaking into uh, companies like uh, physically and through cyber means. So you can basically fish someone, which means like send them a, a malicious email where you try and trick the person or social engineer that person to click that email and in return you get some sort of information let's say that be credentials for something uh, so like to access their laptop or whatnot or uh, get a remote shell as it's called so basically a command prompt that you can type in on their computer without them noticing so you can do stuff without them noticing so like take a picture from their camera and mm -hmm. stuff like this uh, so yeah, that's red teaming and then purple teaming is sitting side by side with them and telling them, okay, I'm going to run some tests. Let's see if you see these. So you're sitting there helping them in the meantime while, um, uh, while you're analyzing all the results and like telling, okay, you spotted this, but you didn't spot that. Let's fix that. And then when they're done with all this, you have like, you covered all your bases and then you delve into red teaming, which is more specialized, like nation-state sort of attacks uh, where you're basically using all the weapons in your toolkit to break in and achieve the objective whatever means uh, in whatever means so that can be breaking in physically placing an implant that can be like i said sending a phishing emails looking on their different websites that they own and seeing if they have vulnerable uh, software is just a bunch of different ways like dropping USBs and people plugging it in and mm -hmm. then running some uh, malicious code or whatnot. And yeah, it was very hard for me to choose and I'm still like in limbo because I'm trying to be uh, a jack of all trades, so mm -hmm, to say. Mm -hmm. So I'm like <coughs> juggling so much stuff at the moment. And it's I'm all interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like there's so many interesting uh, things out there that you're like, now I'm getting into cloud sort of stuff, so like looking at different um, architectural uh, diagrams of, uh, let's say, a company's estate or whatnot and seeing, okay, this is done this way, th this is how to improve it and stuff like this. So you're consulting them on like uh, helping them improve what they have currently. Or if they're making a huge project, you set uh, certain like baseline or guidelines uh, for them to adhere to and uh, to make a in environment or an estate which is um, 
secure and efficient at the same time stuff like this that's only cloud and then all the other stuff i mm -hmm. mentioned it mm -hmm. just like branches out like this it's it's crazy but um yeah and recently i've gotten into trading and stuff like this in mm -hmm. my spare time so that's also <coughs> interesting to see in this current economic do you think you will market be, you will be able to connect hacking and trading in some way not that you're gonna head hack the market <laughs> but if you could see some sort of connection between those two well it y yeah sort of you could from an infrastructural point of view you could um, harden let's say a trading companies infrastructure and stuff like this and not relating to security but you could go into more efficiency factors so like how do you uh, take out certain components out of a, a computer? I'm just simplifying this and make it run as fast as possible. So let's say you replace the chip or the operating system to perform a single action. So let's say that's uh, sending a request uh, to sell a certain stock and it's gonna be super, super fast in comparison to other people's because other people's have uh, other people's machines have different um, uses for it. So let's say you have a Windows machine and uh, you can do video editing and all this sort of stuff. But if you specialize an operating system where its only task is to do this, you're gonna make it as efficient as possible at mm -hmm. doing that. So like in that, in those ways, you could like sort of lean towards uh, trading and stuff like that but that's more hardware and um, like operating system uh, tweaking so to say mm -hmm. uh, but yeah like I was saying uh, trading uh, has been pretty fun it's a lot of ups and downs and it's like you don't know what's going on at the moment because everything is all over the place America's into bits and <laughs> yeah, it, it, like stocks are going up and you're just like why is this and there's God knows how many people that are uh, out of jobs and all this sort of stuff unemployment is on the rise like crazy and you're like this doesn't make any sense but I'm gonna try and make some sense out of this so I've been doing that recently and uh, I've also done it before but not as intensively so now it's taken up a lot of my time and yeah I don't know there's a lot of other side projects that I delve into and it's like you your attention span just goes like this to another thing you're like all right I want to work on this now and I'm just gonna do it real quick um, I can totally understand that when you are working on something and it's not just a singular project you have and you have more interest you're, you start working on something for like some certain time and they're like but what about this and you don't you don't want to stop working on another one but you somehow start working on the second project and you maybe then even you shift to the third one because it just goes and goes and goes right yeah and it, it builds up in this huge backlog like i have a diary and stuff like this that i write down all my uh, thoughts and whatnot and i have a backlog at the uh, back of it and i write down it's like okay i want to do this so i write down a bullet point and it's slowly filling up with like stuff to do and hopefully by the end of the year oh, at the at the end of the year i'll have everything crossed off but it's like any good idea that you have quickly note it down because ideas come and go and if you don't write it down or act upon it 
it's gonna fade away and mm. then you one day three years from now you'll be like oh yeah I forgot about doing that it's like people that do gardening and stuff like this it's 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 like oh yeah I'm gonna fix up my garden uh, this and this day and then they never get around to it because X Y and Z so it's nice having that sort of backlog that you okay I'm gonna finish this by this uh, set amount of time and so you limit your you, when you do your backlog you always limit yourself with the dates or yeah so at this point it's mostly for the end of this year mm -hmm. and I'll try and get it done for this year but it's it's more for stuff that is kind of more long-term because like short-term stuff I write down in my daily sort of uh, activities I write down bullet points of what to get done for that day mm -hmm. and if I don't get that done then I uh, transfer it to the next day and then the next day and after that if I don't get it done then I put it to the backlog mm -hmm. because I realize that it takes actually more time than uh, than I thought and if I know it's a long-term project I'm just gonna straight put it into the backlog for the daily task do I get it correctly that you don't put the like going groceries, doing groceries, going shopping? Depends if you really need something and you're like, um, uh, if you need something specific and you're postponing it every single day. So like get a pen or something mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. uh, get this and this because you've been thinking about it for the past week and you still haven't got it. You either do it or you don't. And it's like writing stuff like that down, obviously for daily stuff. So I still write down uh, workout and reflection. That's always the two things that are always in that daily thing. It's just a good reminder on a daily basis where you're just like, okay, sometimes I don't feel like working out, but it's on the list. So you have to go and do it mm -hmm. no matter what. Same goes with reflection. Sometimes you don't want to just sit down at the evening and write your thoughts down for the, for the day but do it because it's going to serve you well and it's fresh it's fresh in your mind at that point uh, because if you look at it from three days from then or even the next day you're going to forget how you felt what you did and what were the key things that or key thoughts that came up uh, during that day so it's good to do it on the day and uh, when you when you uh, keep in the back, backtracking or the daily daily tasks, are you doing it physically or are you having some sort of uh, physically? Physically, yeah. So I have a bullet journal. It's mm -hmm. called, and it's just little squares with uh, dots, and you can just as if you would have like a mathematical uh, sort of thing, where it's just points, 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 points. And then you draw down and you make your own boxes and stuff like this. So you have these grids of just bullet points both ways. And you make it as how you want it to look like. So you, you can put in a chart or something uh, on a certain page or you can just write it as if it's a normal journal. So just make it however you want it to be. And I found it pretty useful for uh, a lot of stuff. It's good for tracking let's say what you eat you draw out a chart it's like I've had uh, so like daily foods that you usually have you have like uh, cashews uh, beef or something or more specifically steak or whatnot and then you write down all these foods and like then you have at the bottom axis like days where you've had it and then you have a feelings chart so you also have like points that you put in from a scale from uh, 0 to 10 how you actually felt mm. so you can see uh, from these like if you make adjustments like if you take a certain food out how does it affect your uh, 
your well-being and stuff like this. So it's more like tweaking your body and how it feels and what it enjoys the best. So you have, uh, it seems like you have a lot of daily routines mm -hmm. or Okay, first question. Do you have a, your like morning routine or something like that that you follow every day? Um, obviously, this journaling is one of the things, like I guess before you go to sleep or something. Correct. So do you have something in the morning? So in the morning, it's usually uh, wake up, uh, go to the bathroom, weigh yourself, track your weight, because I also have coaching on the side, so I have to report to my coach weekly. So I have to track my uh, weight, uh, my workouts and whatnot irrelevant to this question yeah. but um, yeah it's mostly your usual brush your teeth and whatnot and then I sit back at my table and whatnot uh, it depends if I shower or not if if I shower then like I go through uh, I go through like a face routine or whatnot because I realize that uh, if I don't take care of my skin or whatnot, then I will age horribly. Uh, knowing, knowing how it's been uh, since I was like 18 or something, and you can see progressively, like if you don't take care of yourself, you're like, yeah, that doesn't look good, and I don't want to look like crap when I'm 30. So it's like implementing, uh, like you scrub your face or whatnot, and that's about it. Moisturize, right. and yeah, that's mostly it for that. And then I work out at round five uh, every day at this point because the gyms aren't open but uh, usually if the gym's open uh, then it's six days a week and one day's rest so Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday okay. uh, you get that done and it's just consistent over over throughout like obviously if there's exceptions like if you're um, overworking or you need to get something done then you push that over to the next day or whatnot okay yeah, yeah. Uh, so you make up for it and also one thing with this journaling and writing it's it's like writing a lot of data right about yourself and how you feel and all of it did that come very naturally once you started it or did you struggle in the beginning because I've tried it yeah I've tried it like a couple of times and I always do it like a week or do it two weeks and then I just fall out of it so yeah so so it's at the start it's very very difficult because you're not used to expressing yourself and writing it down but after a certain point, it's as if, like for me, when I'm drunk or something, it's a lot easier and a lot more fluid for me to talk about uh, more um, uh, emotional things and yeah. stuff like this because it just loosens yourself up and you need to get into that state when you're journaling. Just loosen up and you just write whatever is coming into your mind. Right. And if something that you disagreed with or agreed with during that day or like some thought that came up you write that down it's like oh I was thinking this and this and then a month from then you look back and you're thinking wow I was at a different place mentally and stuff like this so it takes some time getting used to it but after some point you can't really do without it it's the same with working out because once you start and once you get over that uh, three-month hump or whatnot or for some people it's longer, then you're just like, you're itching to actually go to the gym or whatnot and uh, continue doing it and keep it as a daily sort of thing. So it's getting over that hump, so right. to say. So it's making it into a habit. Correct. All right, okay, yeah. Th that was my question, because that's why it's something I struggle with, mm -hmm. so yeah. You're giving me anxiety, because <laughs> I don't feel as motivated. 
<laughs> you know? See, I'm that's the whole thing about motivation. Like, I used to be a junkie for, um, like, watching motivational stuff, just like Gary Vee and mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff, like uh, seeing fitness influencers and stuff like this. Like, it's good to have that motivation uh, extrinsically, but it won't drive you. Uh, it's good to have or to get to a point where you have internal motivation, where you're doing it for yourself and not because somebody else told you to do so. Uh, so let's take, for example, um, in terms of advice and stuff like this, you're not gonna take somebody else's advice if it's um, free or whatnot uh, for most people, but if they pay you a certain amount and then give you advice, you're gonna take it in a lot more because uh, you paid for something and uh, you gave in exchange for your time, so in this in this sense, money is time. Mm -hmm. You gave your time to that person, and once you give something to that person, you're gonna be more likely to actually uh, listen to what they say and uh, acknowledge of what they're saying. I can't remember the initial. They're gonna value it more. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, motivation. And uh, I got to a point where. It's more driving myself for a certain goal that I have or an image that I have of like how I see things. Like I have a rough estimate of what I want in the future, or what is comfortable for me, but I still want to do something that I'm passionate about every day and just like uh, keep building myself up with like knowledge and experience and all this sort of thing because there's no point in uh, let's say you have a couple million or whatever in, in euros and like you're retired what do you do at that point you're not you're not just gonna sit about and do nothing there's no drive for that that's how mm. people die off like you hear of old people that die months in between or weeks in between uh, after their partner dies because there's no they have no uh, obligation to live for anything else because uh, sometimes the person loves the other individual so much that it breaks them and then they have no purpose because they were their purpose mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and f for me it's like thinking about it that way it's like you'll sort of die uh, die a bit within uh, if you don't have a purpose because you're just going around in circles and it's not it's not a fun state to be in and I've been there and it's so it's it's having this like long-term goal to sort of fix it or and multiple short-term goals where you're just like all right i just got some dopamine from this and i just got some more dopamine from uh, achieving these small goals mm -hmm. and then it adds up to bigger milestones whenever you have a the bigger goal right mm -hmm. you should always break it down to make it more achievable right Correct, so you have certain steps uh, in the process uh, for that one long-term goal, but still you need to define like a uh, sort of concrete uh, achievable thing. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just have like this sort of flimsy of like, I want to be happy. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you. what is the recipe for happiness? If you're so smart, uh, why, uh, why can't you be happy? It's like, it doesn't make any sense so you need to add in your own recipe for what happiness is and like try to achieve those certain things what makes me happy 
I enjoy uh, reading books and gaining knowledge and stuff like this. Uh, Alright, I'll set myself a goal to uh, incorporate reading every day for myself for at least 20 minutes, because I know that brings me happiness. And it's like, you, you add in all these small recipes and like, you get some sort of uh, idea where you're just like, you sit down and you exhale deeply and you're thinking, wow, I'm actually pretty happy right now. Mm. And it's like adding up these small things and for, for, for goals that are very like, not tangible, so to say. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to do it that way. But like you also have material goals, so I want to uh, earn X amount of money uh, by the age of la la la. So you have a date and you have an amount. And then you're gonna break it down of like, okay, uh, by 25 I want to have this and this job in a field that I enjoy working in or I want to start my own company at the age of 25 and I want to earn X amount of money mm -hmm. or income or whatnot. So it's like breaking these small things down and like, okay, how am I gonna do this? I am going to apply for jobs or something in uh, for this in this position, or I'm going to start my own company at this in this point. It's like setting yourself uh, limits or like timelines where you're like milestones. Yeah, you have to adhere to this. Mm. Uh, like you don't have to religiously adhere to it, but like have some sort of like okay, I promised myself to do it and I need to do this because otherwise I'm not gonna get, uh, I'm gonna kick myself, uh, kick myself in the, the ass for not doing it or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's the same when you're like, damn, I wish I should have asked that girl out or whatnot. Yeah, like right? you, you kick yourself, like you're just like, why didn't I do that? I so it's like materializing that in uh, those goals and stuff like this and having, uh, Having them uh, written down really changes it in the way that you're like, okay, I wrote this down. It's a promise to myself. I'm gonna do this. And it really helps you with that intrinsic sort of motivation. It's not anybody else uh, uh, giving you that motivation. It's yourself because you're putting it down for yourself in that way. So it helps in that manner. But do you have to probably have to always go every day back to the journal or the correct so 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 how i do it is you write out that goal for for that day uh so you remember it and it continues sticking uh because if you just read over something it's not the same how let's take for example napoleon uh how he learned uh, back in the day if he were to have a meeting with anyone he would have a piece of paper and he would write the person's name down and he would write out as he's talking to the individual of what the topic is about, uh, discussing ideas and stuff like this. So he can remember everything because he goes through so many people uh, talking about different strategies and stuff like this. And afterwards, he tears that piece of paper, throws it in the bin and then burns it at the end of the day. And it's like this sort of reinforcement of like uh, these goals or like uh, aspirations that you have. Uh, stick to you more once you continu continuously write it down obviously like I'm not tearing up pieces of paper and stuff like this but I'm writing it down every day it's like I need to remember to do this within this timeline and you look at the things that fit in um, for, for this time gap you're like okay 
uh, I want to achieve this by June, so I'm gonna push back the other stuff that I wanted for December uh, a bit more. I'm gonna give this more pri uh, priority. And if you finish early, then you move it back up and you just adjust as it is. And yeah, so just writing it over and over really gets it into your head or to my thick skull. <laughs> nice. Something which works really well with me uh, towards the happiness and actually achieve most happiness and achieving goals is just discipline. As silly as it is, uh, going to the gym is pl more uh, profitable for my head than to my body because it gives you the routine. Even though maybe like I don't go six times a week, I would go three to four times. Mm -hmm. But the feeling that I go there and you commit every every day. Um, in the beginning, you don't feel at least I don't feel that much. But then as, as I start going and I have the discipline to do it, then other stuff becomes easier because mm -hmm. I already have a discipline within one field. Then, for example, waking up may, might be difficult. So then since I have a discipline in this field, I put that um, under the discipline. So I start waking up early and then, OK, I have discipline in two fields and it accumulates. It can help Until you have structure yeah. or whatnot, because at least for me, how it was is like I was just um, spinning in circles, so to say. Mm. Once you stop working out, that's one thing where you're like, whoa, this does not feel right. I don't feel good at all. And you just feel a bit off. So it's like having this structure to your daily life. You're like, this gives me headspace. Like working out uh, gives me crap ton of dopamine and just like feels good. And I can clear my mind of like mm. what has been going the entire day or like reflect on some certain thoughts. So it's a sor sort of a reflection mechanism as well. Mm -hmm. And having these things incorporated every day, it's like uh, it at least gives me a bit more purpose and discipline of like how I want things to pan out. Because otherwise, if I don't have the structure, then it's a lot harder to get things done mm -hmm. because you're all over the place. Ah, oh, maybe I'll just relax, uh, watch some Netflix or whatnot. It's like, does this really bring me happiness? And like, why am I doing this? Because I like you have like all those goals and stuff like this, and you're like, yeah, but these things make me happy. It's not like I watch this and um, it's, it's it's a short term spike yeah, of yeah, pleasure. Yeah, yeah, and, and you get used to that where you're just binging on dopamine and you're like, it's not really progressing you where you actually want to be. And then you're kicking yourself at the end of the month. You're like, how did that month go by? I didn't do anything, or I just uh, continued watching Netflix. And like, people don't actually realize how much time they spend uh, watching these shows and whatnot and at the end of the day they're like where did the day go by and it's like i want to do this and this so why not actually do that instead and remind catch yourself in the act of like i know i don't want to actually do this i know that this will give me dopamine and whatnot but what gives me a bigger reward is what gives me a bigger reward is um, the stuff that I actually set out for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's a hell of a lot more pleasurable or uh, more fulfilling than w watching, let's say, two hours of uh, Netflix and whatnot. With the, uh, the structure or yeah, structure you have right now, mm -hmm. 
how long ago you started? Because, okay, well you go to Copenhagen, you start working in a bar, everything mm -hmm. kind of settled for you yeah. to get it normal. Were you lousy before or were you already structured Ooh, before? I, I was one of the laziest kids in uh, college. And, uh, like, I showed up drunk to one exam. <laughs> like, it's like, I was, Legend, I, I was still hammered and I was just past that exam. It's like, see ya. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was one of those lazy kids that just wanted to party and just, like, wasn't really enjoying myself. And then after that year or something, it's like, all right, like, I need to find something that I actually am driven for and I need this sort of structure and regime. I was very committed to going to the gym and uh, trying to pursue uh, these uh, small uh, benchmarks and stuff like this that you have for yourself in the gym. So like, like literally on the bench. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So like lifting a certain amount of weight on the bench press, squatting a certain amount and stuff like this. So I was very focused on that. But then you realize after some time that it's not really uh, what you like is it gonna fulfill you as much as owning your own place at a, a certain amount of time in the future of your life so then it starts transitioning uh, from like these artificial goals of like wanting to hit a certain weight or like wanting to look a certain way and you start thinking about okay how do I improve my life as a whole and like breaking break it down more or less uh, into what you want to what you want from yourself in the future and then this discipline starts developing bit by bit of like okay I'm going to start doing this so I'm gonna start taking notes of X Y and Z you do that for a month you see that it's successful you keep that in in your routine or whatnot I'm gonna start journal journaling or whatnot and then if it works for you then you keep doing that if it doesn't, you switch that out for something else and try it a different way or whatnot. And you implement these small things and it just builds up eventually where you have like a nice flow every day where you're just like, all right, uh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z today to uh, progress in a certain thing that I wanted to do this day and I'm going to feel great afterwards. And yeah, I was just super, super lazy like I said in the first year and then slowly slowly got better and better and better because of all this discipline and really changed for me getting a huge uh, surge of motivation when I contacted my coach for the first time so uh, my coach is a very brilliant and smart dude you know, like finished top grades of very high regard universities and stuff like this and he publishes these essays and stuff like this or post pictures of how he's doing and all this and it's just fascinating how much stuff this guy can get done and the knowledge that he shares with the re uh, with the rest of the community that we have so it's like a couple of hundred clients or whatnot uh, and we all share this positivity and energy and within these essays we improve upon like oh we ask certain questions it's like oh you mentioned this can you explain this further and having this sort of like um figure that you you're like wow this guy has really nailed it down let me let me take a few few uh ideas from from him and that really like put me in place of like okay 
I know what I want and I have a certain set of guidelines now that I've developed myself I've also gotten from different places so let's say my coach and whatnot to optimize uh, my journey or whatnot because like I used to eat like crap eat cookies every day and stuff like this and uh, yeah just looked horrible and didn't feel great at all and then once I realized all these tools that are available in terms of like you actually feel a different way with different foods and uh, if you eat a certain amount too much of a certain food you feel like crap and all this sort of thing so I started paying attention to that and with the improved mood uh, it just increases your productivity you're just like thinking more clearly you're more of in a flow state and stuff like this and when you're in a flow state it's it's kind of amazing like uh, the stuff you can do or the things you actually come up with because you don't realize that when you're all cloudy and fuzzy and um, it's just I don't know you get these eureka moments or aha mm -hmm. moments when, mm -hmm. you're, when you're like wow it's really really cool and I'm and I get that more and more when I adjusted everything so it was a slow and steady progression and I've gotten to a point where it's like pretty good like eat a certain way uh, every single day and take out certain foods or uh, if my coach says to increase a certain food I increase or decrease uh, but it's it's more so to do with the type of uh, food that I eat which has helped a lot and improved my mood significantly. Mm. What did you, how did you meet this person? How, how one get the coach? Because I had a coach when I was back in Slovakia and I know how that happened but it was kind of random it just it just happened and I accepted it yeah so so if, if you have any way or for me it, it was like um, it was weird I was just sitting on Instagram and like this random post came up of like uh, his, his uh, of his Instagram and I clicked it and it was like coaching available it's like Said, uh, check this website out. I check the website out. I see the transformations. I'm like, so it's a it's a physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I didn't realize that one, I I started the journey for uh, like more physical reasons and stuff like this. Um, I was just very very curious, and I was like, okay, if I'm gonna pay for this, I'm gonna adhere to it at a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. So I stuck to his advice and all that he had to say and like continuous checkups and stuff like this for up until this point. And I think I started uh, today is week 73 of me being with him. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been quite a long journey and I've learned a hell of a lot. And it was just out of pure coincidence. It was just like Instagram posts and I was like, yeah, this guy seems cool. And then I actually tried it out all right this is pretty cool this is he had a bunch of essays posted within the community and i was like wow this is this doesn't even range from like uh, uh this is more about life and structure and just financial advice and just everything under the sun and i was like wow there's so much more to this than what i actually thought and then it slowly changed from these sorts of like physical um uh, goals and stuff like this obviously you still have it at the, at the back of your head and all this but it now it's more like optimizing yourself as a whole 
and uh, with the help of like him and uh, all the work that he's provided it's it's just made it significantly easier so mm. it's like i'd say having a coach and stuff like this that you pay for and it's like a okay amount i think you're gonna have a lot more success in adhering to uh the goals that you have for your uh your physical needs or whatnot if you have trouble sticking to the gym it's always a lot easier to go to the gym with a partner and, and stuff like this because you have that other person uh accountable for you mm -hmm. so to say and for me it's been more than the whole physical thing it's been uh just actually pursuing uh goals and stuff like this that has even amped up even more than before because of this guy and it's just crazy crazy lucky that i came across him because i think my progression would have been um, a lot slowed down and another thing it's like when it comes to <laughs> the whole thing about advice and stuff like this uh like when you pay for it uh he gave he gave me a very good point in like it will take you five years, let's say, to learn to play the piano from mm -hmm. uh, from scratch to be at like a, a okay level by yourself. But if you pay someone that is already uh, has 35 years of experience playing the piano, has toured the globe and whatnot, they're gonna accelerate that process exponentially. Mm -hmm. So paying for these types of services and if it helps you in what you want to achieve i think is the best thing you can do because you're investing into yourself and you will not it will not go uh, to waste because if it's also something you want and that you might also uh, gain some something from it uh, in the future so let's say you start hosting your own piano lessons after some point and stuff like this or you play at small gigs and stuff like this. So it's it's like paying for these things and accelerating the process instead of spending five years versus uh, a year or six months learning to play at that sort of level. I think it's well worth it. And for me to have uh, found my coach, it's like, yeah, it's accelerated my process of like achieving my goals quite significantly. Do you meet personally or is it just no. since you met him online? You know? uh, it was all online, like I sent him an email and it was like, hey man, uh, uh, like I wrote him a lengthy email about myself and how I started and all this sort of stuff. And he was like, all right, cool. Uh, send me uh, this amount of money to my PayPal. I was like, all right, this is pretty sketch. Let's let's fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> and so I sent it anyway. It was kind of naive, but the man had a reputation uh, built up uh, about uh, himself. And like you see all these people that have great success stories and all this sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't think he's going to scam me or whatever. And after that point, then we talked, uh, started talking seriously. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. uh, getting bench benchmarks for uh, my strength levels. Uh, photos of myself, how I look, uh, my current weight, just everything about me, and then asking about my goals, what do I want to uh, look like, or how much do I want to weigh, or how do you want to improve yourself, and then it started off like that, and then slowly it was like, alright, 
I'm changing my focus a bit to more like um, uh, life-oriented uh, goals and whatnot. And he helped me in the sense with like uh, optimizing using your brain more more than for muscle recovery and stuff like this. Obviously, it's uh, both worlds. You you get to a point where you're like you tweak out uh, everything so 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 well that it fits you super super just just fantastically and you feel amazing and you're also progressing in uh, fitness or whatnot so yeah uh, you just I just explained my situation and just it's it's crazy to me how much advice and input he could actually give about mm -hmm. a vast array of uh, of subjects uh, leading from finance to blood uh, test samples and stuff like this like he analyzes my blood work and uh, every once in a while we adjust uh, foods accordingly if you're we take out gluten or whatnot we see how that affects uh, me and my blood levels all this sort of thing so just optimize your body for uh, how it wants to be instead of forcing crappy food that it can't tolerate yeah. uh, because a lot of people, uh, for example, are very are gluten tolerant and causes a lot of inflammation uh, from within uh, in in the organs and stuff like this, and it's like stuff like this that I didn't even realize and how much of an effect it actually has on me. It's like when you when you're uh, a well-oiled machine, uh, you're running at 110 percent, and uh, uh, for example, I eat a plate of spaghetti. Uh, I can immediately notice the drop from 110% to 30% because it just destroys me. I feel like crap, I can't move, I'm j I just feel bloated and it's all this gluten and sort of stuff. But when a person's functioning at 30% and uh, they eat a bowl of pasta or spaghetti or whatnot, they only drop down to like 25 or 10 or 20%. They don't notice that drop because they're not functioning at 110%. Mm. So it's like stuff like this that you just uh, uh, realize that actually exists and that you haven't reached your full potential yet. Once you actually reach, uh, I still haven't reached it, but like I'm moving up slowly and slowly. And you can see the big differences when you eat a certain food or uh, and how it affects the way uh, you think. Uh, how lethargic you are, how how much energy you have, and how much motivation and whatnot that you have. So it all plays key roles uh, w with with each other. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Man, let's wrap it up here. This was an awesome talk. Once again, thanks for joining us on this session. Not and uh, I'm where could we find you? I'm definitely gonna put uh, like uh, the links into the bio but do you have do you have like uh, instagram or linkedin uh, obviously your name on linkedin yeah yeah obviously my name on linkedin but i do have an instagram it's just i'm antis leva mm. uh but yeah if uh, in the future i'll probably put up my own website and it'll probably be on my linkedin or whatnot and uh you'll be able to find more information let's say uh, blog posts or uh, future developments in my life if mm. anybody's interested i don't know what it'll be but It'll be hella interesting, that's for sure. Nice. Awesome. But yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening till the end of the show. If you have a cool story of a success or you know someone who has one, let us know and you might be the next guest. 
you can hit us up on our mail ush.creativeagency at gmail.com and if you think that we should host our podcast at your coffee shop bar restaurant or other facility contact us and we'll make it happen